We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. you date me a podcast where me nicole buyer is just trying to fucking figure out love because i've done this for so long I, the question is no longer why i'm single because i don't fucking know we haven't figured it out so now i'm just exploring love my guest today is a hilarious comedian who you see it on z-way search party and los spookies he's the host of Stradio lab a podcast from iHeart Media and Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network. It's Sam Dagger. Bebop. Wow. What an oh. honor. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your bebop boop boops. I forgot. No, I decided to do a short little bebop. <laughs> well, um, wow. Thanks for having me. It's such an honor. And that was a beautifully short bebop. <laughs> Sam, are you single, married, don't want to tell, have secrets? Which is it? One, two, or three? <laughs> um, I'm, it, I'm dating. Uh, I'm, I have a boyfriend named Misha. We've been together for nine years. Nine years? Nine years. Oh, my God. Isn't that crazy? That is fucking crazy. How did that happen? How can that happen for me? Help me, <laughs> Sam! <laughs> it happened, um, but, you know, on accident. We were, I was at the Gay Bar Metropolitan with a friend, and he was at the Gay Bar Metropolitan with his gay coworkers, mm-hmm. and, you know, they were sort of complaining, it's so hard to meet a man in the city, blah, 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 sort of Sex in the City-style dialogue, and um, he goes, you know, well... It's not that hard. Look, I'll show you. And he came up to me and my friend and just started talking for like 10 minutes. And it was like, fine. It was whatever. And then he walked away. And then like a few hours later, I was like, where'd that guy go? And um, then found him. And then we hooked up. 
And then we stayed together for nine years. What a <laughs> awful story that I hate. <laughs> I hate it so much because it's so simple. It's so simple. I, it was a little I, more, yeah. Like, I, oh, to be it fair. It was a little bit more involved? Okay, the, please The fairy be tale fair. is nice, but there was a lot uh -huh. in that, like, because I was very, I was like 20. Four, and I was like, mm -hmm. I'm not trying to date. Like, I was like, I'm gonna be single forever. I like, I'm so independent. I'm so strong. I'm so 24. And I, uh, like, so he basically, I was like, yeah, we can keep seeing each other, but it won't turn anything. And I was like, fully kind of a, a, a bitch about it. And then he, <laughs> like, sort of just waited it out. <laughs> I mean, I want it. I like went out last night to a bar. And there was a couple playing Uno at the bar. And at first I was like, T -t -t ew, you fucking nasty motherfuckers, go home. And then I was like, what a cute conversation that was. I was like, do you want to go to the bar and play Uno? And then I like picked up my spit and I was like, they're so cute. <laughs> I want that. Damn. Do you like cute stuff? I, I'm always a little bit, I have like a natural instinct to scoff at it. And I think it does hurt me sometimes. I scoff until I really think about it. And I've been talking a lot about it in therapy and I really do love cute stuff. Like I want someone mm. to take me to like, I don't know, dumb cute places that like maybe they like and I don't think I like. Like take me to Six Flags. Let's have a great adventure. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that is bold. You want to go to Six Flags with someone? I don't know. If you love Six Flags, take me to Six Flags. I will go there. And I think it would be really cute to like walk around and like hang out and I don't know, like be in love. I mean, respect. I mean, going to Six Flags sounds fun. Don't get me wrong. I would go to Six no, Flags. No, it seems like you hate the idea of going to Six Flags with a loved one. It no, seems would, like you're judging me. No, I would love to go to Six Flags. I would go to Six Flags any, I would go to Six Flags day or night. It just doesn't read romance to me. It reads, it's friend, friend, it reads friend well, vibes, to be Uno honest. Well, does Uno at a bar read sexy or friend vibey to you? It reads friend vibey and, okay, and it reads, <laughs> it kind of reads like we don't have anything to talk about. But Uno, <laughs> I love Uno, really? You don't think they okay. had anything to talk about? I think Uno at the bar to me is like, come on, babe. We've been in the house for four days. We both work from <laughs> home. We've been making dinner all week. We have to do something. Like it, it, And I'm genuinely not trying to be mean, but it reads as like we don't have sex anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I... I'm still envious of that couple because they have each other and they have the option to not have sex with each other anymore. Listen, I just <laughs> want to be in a relationship so I could be like, hey, can we please have sex some more? Or do you want to go to the bar and play Uno? Like, I want to be able to have those conversations and have those options. I, sure. I just, I want it. <laughs> I have a question. Are you in an open relationship or is it closed? It's open. Yeah. I'm like, also when I was 24, I was really like, 
listening to like Dan Savage constantly and sort of like, look, I don't even know if I believe in monogamy as like a concept um, mm-hmm. and like being really like uppity about it. And then, but he was like, okay, well let's be monogamous for like a little bit. And then maybe after that we can feel it out. And I was like, okay, sure. And so that's kind of how it went. And I do feel like um, this is a general, a sweeping generalization I make about gay men. Sweep it. <laughs> but I'm sort of like, they're like eventually it the arc leans to open like everyone like you can be closed for a moment but eventually you're gonna get there like and it's like i yeah i would say again don't want to sweep but i would say 75 to 80 percent of my my gay friends in my my male skewing gay friends who are in Mm -hmm. relationships are in open relationships there's only a few that are enclosed ones. And they're going to be open soon, I feel. They're going to open it right on up. <laughs> Do you ever get jealous? Do you have rules? Tell <sighs> me about it. I actually am in my jealousy era, and it's like okay. not ideal. It's not a great feeling. Um, but it does happen. Like, I think it was honestly after pandemic, like after being able to go out again, I was like, Mm -hmm. we were both kind of like, let's go fucking crazy. We've all been like locked up and now Mm -hmm. like no, no rules, just like let her rip. And I think I felt a little bit like, uh, wait, I got sort of used to a certain level of like quiet and cozy and sort of like, and now I'm like. How do like I I need like way more communication around it than mm-hmm. I used to, like and also I need to be like very I also those you know the the years that the pandemic has been I think uh-huh. I started out <laughs> I started out the pandemic capital T twink and uh-huh. now and I was like <laughs> and I was like I had just turned 30 and I was like but it doesn't I'm just like still a little twink and I'm a twink forever and then and now I'm like you know I'm like feeling my age a little bit more and I'm like right I'm not like that type inherently and I think it's making me self-conscious in a way that is kind of surprising and so when like he goes he's like interested in someone like that I'm like oh so you think I'm old and decrepit and like you (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like needing I'm finding myself to be very needy and needing like reassurance of like my own value um, which is not hot to need actually no but (laughs) human it's very human that's wild i often think about people who were like freshmen in high school at the start of the pandemic (laughs) who are now like seniors in high school it's like damn they are whole different people and haven't had time to be like in the world it's crazy but i get that yeah i get like going into the pandemic a twink and then coming out of it being like I'm an adult. I'm slightly older. I'm being <laughs> I'm like, slightly older. who am I? <laughs> I mean, I went into the pandemic a fat black lady, and then I came out of it a fat black lady. Um, <laughs> nothing changed for me. Oh, Wait, I, you went to high school with Jeremy O'Harris? Yeah, yeah. Wild. Have you seen Slave Play? Um, oh, my God. <laughs> You're doxing me. You're doxing me right now. <laughs> Okay, I didn't see it. Okay, like Listen, I don't know how to see absolute, plays. It's <laughs> you know you live in New 
I don't know how to see plays. It's like a secret network of people like sending tickets to each other. And I don't know how to get into it. You just buy them on the internet or you go to TKATS (laughs) and you wait online. I've never figured out this secret um, way to get tickets. That's so funny. (laughs) The secret way. Nobody will let me in. It's so exclusive. Broadway's exclusive. Broadway's exclusionary and toxic. (laughs) Um, No, I didn't see Slave Play, but I hear it was amazing. <laughs> I will say it's an it's an it's an interesting play, and I I think the purpose is to get people talking, whether it be good or bad. Wait, yeah, where did you grow up? You grew up in the Midwest. Yeah, I grew up in. I moved like every two to three years, so I I grew up in like I usually say like Michigan and Virginia, but it was sort of like around uh, the Midwest and a little bit in the the South. As a teen, did you date? When did you have, like, did you wait till college? I don't understand teens who date. Like, I, <laughs> in high school, that was not, I was not that girl. Nobody was like, let me kiss you, Nicole. I was not that girl either. Like, I think it's impossible. Like, what do you, I mean, I, I dated girls, but very badly. Like, mm-hmm. I famously, like, I would like, I kissed, I made out, like, a little here and there, Mm -hmm. um, but mostly because of societal pressure. Um, (laughs) It is funny when people on the right are like, drag queens and trans people are indoctrinating children and turning them. I'm like, but what about all, like, the Disney movies or, like, moms who are like, look at this little guy, the babysitter is the girlfriend. (laughs) You're like, what the fuck? I don't know. I think straight people do more indoctrinating than anybody else. Of course. I mean, every fucking thing about like a first kiss and being like, or like having sex before prom or whatever. And I was like, what Mm -hmm. the hell? Like, um, and it's also being a closeted gay teen is very confusing um, because you are horny. Like you're like, I know I'm horny. (laughs) (laughs) I know I get my dick wet, but I'm not sure with who. Definitely not with Cindy. And you're like, but it almost, like, you're, like, so horny where you're like, but maybe, Cindy? Like, it's sort of like, I guess, like, I could. And it's just like, it was confusing. And I feel uh, one of my greatest guilts in life is actually any time I would, like, quote, unquote, date a woman in uh, high school. And I feel so bad for them. Trying to, trying to, like, finger someone, like, when you're, like, not feeling it or, like, not sure what to do. this. (laughs) It was just like, I'm sorry. I just like put my hand there and like literally I had a girl ask me like, are you okay? And I was like, oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh no. Um, Are you okay? You look like you want to die. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. Um, Just uh, wiggling my little fingies in ya. Yeah, I was a little, and even beyond gay stuff, it was just like, I have no idea what I'm doing here. Like, I just don't. Like, it was such a mystery, um, the female sexuality, and not one that I was, like, willing to put in the work to figure out. And so sure. it was, like, a a complicated era for me, I would say. I wonder why they don't have, like, a sexual education class in school. I feel like our sex ed was, like, don't have sex, otherwise you get a baby. Here, carry around this baby. And you're like, okay, this baby doesn't do anything. You had to carry around the baby, too? Yes. But like cried every like every no. few hours? Yours didn't cry? No. We didn't get cry babies. We got normal just baby dolls to carry oh. around. Oh. Ours cried. And we had to put a key in its back. 
to like well, make it stop you crying. You went to a school with money. Wrong. This was actually <laughs> <laughs> this was a school with a high teen pregnancy rate, and they were trying to figure it oh. out. <laughs> How absolute? I mean. I feel like in school, it should just be like, you guys are going to fuck anyway. Here are condoms. He's going to say it yeah. feels better without a condom, which is true. But like, don't have a baby. <laughs> just like, don't do it. Just wear the condom until you're on birth control. And then even still, you might get preggy. And then they should be like, also, you might be attracted to girls. You might be attracted to boys. You might feel like a boy. You might feel like a girl. Listen, all these feelings are good and valid. Yeah, run with it. Run with it. Run with it. Feel your <laughs> oats. Feel them. Sam, we have to take a break. Oh. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DateMe today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash DateMe. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Sam, we're back! Okay, so... Wow. So you've been with your boyfriend for nine years. Mm -hmm. So does that mean you're not on apps or are you on apps? I have them. I have Scruff. uh, And I use it sort of like, 
I check it like Instagram. Like I don't like use it, use it very often, but I like am mm-hmm. on it. I like to know where gay people are. Like I like to be able to be like, okay, so there are gay people here. Because <laughs> sometimes I'm just by myself and I'm like, there's only one gay guy here. And then I open the phone and I'm like, there oh, there's a hundred. <laughs> God, that's so funny. Oh, there's a hundred here. <laughs> Anyone I run into might be one of the gay men. <laughs> also, I love going, my favorite hobby in the world is going to like a different city or different town especially a rural place opening that little app and being like okay what do they look like here like what is the vibe are they happier are they less happy are they like and are they uglier well they're a lot more closeted they're a (laughs) lot more um pretending to be straight um Mm. which nicole people are gonna be mad at me but sometimes it's kind of hot sometimes it's a little (laughs) hot (laughs) when i see like a guy in like Cincinnati who's like, you know, wears like ill-fitting khakis every day. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like so turned on and I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So you're on scruff. You love ill-fitting khakis. Um, my assistant did some research and Uh-oh. Lindsay found out that you once had a threesome with two cops from Boston, which sounds like a hate crime in the making. How? Where did I say this? This is <laughs> well, such insane know. research. I have no idea. I'm feeling so deeply doxxed right now. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is crazy. Um, yeah, I lived in. <laughs> When I was like 21, I lived in Chicago. My parents moved to like, they moved back from Virginia to Chicago and Mm -hmm. they were kind of like, it was a confusing era. And I like had this apartment to myself sometimes. And, um, my, so I would like kind of, I turned 21 and I was kind of going like a little, being a little bit bad. And Mm -hmm, my friends mm -hmm. and I would like go to the gay bars and literally be like the twinks and be like, we are 21. (laughs) We are like psychotic and like, please buy us drinks because we can't afford them. And it was, and so one night I like, started talking to these guys and they were like oh we're both cops from boston and we're visiting and i was like what and then they're like do you want to come back to our hotel and i was like okay (laughs) it was like i okay first of all this was insane for many reasons i can't do a good boston accent but they were staying on diversity street in chicago (laughs) and they kept calling it diversity street they kept saying diversity street (laughs) and i was like it's diversity and they were like okay we're going to diversity street um so that was insane um and then we had the threesome and they also like kept like i was sort of in they they were like sort of pretending to fuck me if that makes any sense like no <laughs> what do you mean they were pre- you just said they were pretending to fuck me if that makes any sense what do you mean so it was like were they uh, like they were just thrusting nothing going inside going oh yeah so it was like dry humping but like oh but it was like naked dry humping and but i was so inexperienced that i was like oh they must this they must be fucking me like i was like this is (laughs) i was like i'm doing it i'm doing it (laughs) they must be fucking me we're all naked so it must be happening oh my god sam i love this it was wait so did they actually fuck you or no no 
no, never. We like ended up finishing via other methods and um I but then like the next day I had like the most like moody day I've ever had in my entire life because at this point I was like I really thought of myself as like a good boy and mm-hmm. this was like being bad and I was like oh I have like I like I have disrespected my family I have disrespected oh, like no. I'm like being such a, like a threesome like one of the most illegal things a person can do <laughs> like I was like how dare I like and I, it was like raining and I literally like I took the wrong bus to go to my musical improv class and Ugh. I sat outside the musical improv class like at the like Target coffee shop like journaling being like <laughs> being like how could this happen what have I become like you used what to be somebody <laughs> Sam I'm obsessed with this again this is why in school we need to be like it is different forms of sex are okay threesomes are okay nothing yeah. is terrible but I just raining wrong bus journaling I love it <laughs> my god he's so moody I'm so moody it's it's bad. I need to chill out on the moodiness. Because also, it was so laugh. fine. Ugh. But yeah. <laughs> I was addicted. That summer, I was addicted to like both being a slut and then feeling really guilty about it. Uh, it oh, was a, no. A, it was an amazing little cycle. <laughs> That's a wild... I've never felt guilty about being slutty. I wonder if that... I wouldn't... Were you like raised religious? I wasn't religious. It my family was like very they cared a lot about like their reputation. So that was kind of like oh. um So they're like Taylor Swift. A little bit. Um yeah, <laughs> I've always the only thing I know t- about Taylor, that <laughs> reputation. What is what is it? Look what you made me do. Look Ooh. what you made me do. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the only a Taylor crazy Swift song. song I know. Really? Yeah, I'm not a Swifty. She's not for, and don't get mad at me, people. She, everybody's not for everybody, and she is not for me. Well, I, you doxed me for saying I hooked up with two cops one time, and so now you're getting doxed <laughs> by saying that you don't like Taylor Swift. I actually don't know who's going to get more hate. Wait, what does doxed mean? You've <gasps> said doxed several times, and I have just been pretending like I know what it means, and I feel dumb because I've seen it. I just don't know what it means. Like famously, it means like when you like release someone's address to get online hate. Oh, I That's see. The I most, see. Uh, like in like Gamergate, that was what was happening a lot. Do you remember Gamergate? Gamergate? No. You don't remember Gamergate? No. What the fuck is Gamergate, <laughs> oh Sam? Oh my god, Nicole! Uh, this <laughs> I can't catch you up on Gamergate. Gamergate. Please? What is Gamergate? Gamergate was this toxic movement on the internet. I I swear to God, I'm a normal person with an active social life and almost too active. <laughs> and yet, yes, I know about Gamergate. Gamergate was this thing where like all these gamers got mad at a female game reviewer i believe because or no a female game developer because she got a good review for her indie game and it like later came out that she was like like had a love affair with the guy that reviewed it or someone at that publication so they ran with it and they were like see women have it like it was sort of like a incel movement but it disguised Uh as like a gamer movement and it was like this woman like it's about ethics and gaming journalism is what they kept saying where it's like 
Uh-huh. Women are treated differently and like CCC and then they would like dox people who would disagree with them and like release their uh, wow. p- personal information and have people attack them. Wow. But, and then Republicans later weaponized the Gamergate movement to help elect Donald J. Trump. Wait, really? Yeah, it was like that like weird online like r- uh, radicalization of like kind of loner online guys. Oh, how wild. I just read a very <laughs> funny article about Melania wanting just to be left alone <laughs> and has no desire to participate in his next run. And I just thought it was so it was like uh, in People magazine. I was like, this is funny. Where are you getting this intel from? What do you mean? She just wants to be left alone. It reminded me of that scene. And um, uh, what is it? Death becomes her where Meryl Streep is getting the potion and she's like, well, what do you do if you live forever? And she's like, some people just want to be left alone. And I was like, did Melania (laughs) take the potion and just wants to be left alone? (laughs) It makes sense to me. I mean, I honestly feel like they could just like sort of guess that based on her vibe. She has a very like leave me alone vibe. She has bad vibes. Like, where did he scoop her up from? Where did he, how did they meet? I need to have her on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Melania, how did you meet Donald? And was it love at first sight? (laughs) That's incredible. I mean, she would actually be a great guest, but for all the wrong reasons. For all of the wrong reasons, people would get so (laughs) mad at me. Okay, I have another fact that I found out about you. I'm so scared. Okay. This research is insane. (laughs) Sam, you find the movie, Now I Pronounce You, Chuck and Larry, to be one of the sexiest movies ever made? (laughs) I can't believe you. Um, Is this true? Not. Yeah, I find it to be kind of hot. I find um, the idea of Kevin James and Adam Sandler having sex to be very hot. They're like sort of the quintessential, like the guy in Cincinnati who's just like, um, you know, pretending to be straight. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know if you you probably know this, but but like Kevin James is like kind of a bear icon. Is he? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, one time cuz we I've talked about my attraction to him on my podcast and somebody I was like hanging out with these bears and one of them was like, "Oh yeah, you think you're so interesting for thinking Kevin James is hot. All bears think he's hot. Like welcome to like Bear 101." And it was like, "Okay, bitch. First of all, <laughs> fuck you." <laughs> Wait, all, we think Kevin James is attractive cuz I like a bear. I certainly like a bear. But he does, I'm truly, I just pulled up pictures of him. He does not do it for me. And I think it's because he's not funny to me. Oh. Well, I've never seen, well, I have seen Chuck and Larry, but that's pretty much it. Um, And unfortunately, I've seen it three times. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Three times? It could be a good movie. It it could have been a good movie. If, If at the end, they actually did kiss. And it was like meaningful, uh-huh. and if, but don't like, they just get married for like healthcare reasons or something? Yeah, but then they have to like really prove that they love each other because they're being investigated. Oh, so it's like about them like proving how much they love each other, and uh, and like like they almost it's 
obviously, don't get me wrong, it's very flawed. Uh-huh, but for okay. a very flawed movie, it almost, it could have been better. Like, it, <laughs> a lot could have been saved if, like, they had just not been deeply homophobic at the end. Like, you know? Because mm. <laughs> it was their journey of, like, homophobic guys having to be gay. I mean... <laughs> A lot of movies could, you know, benefit from being a little less homophobic. (laughs) So Kevin James is, he's on tour. It's called the Irregardless Tour. I don't think that's a word. Well, he must be playing with that. He must be, maybe he's in his intellectual era and he's like making fun of people that think it's a word. Oh, maybe. Or he's in his anti-intellectual era. Maybe he is in his anti-intellectual era. But I'm like, where is L.A.? Why isn't he coming to Los Angeles? <laughs> He's going to Detroit, Spokane, Eugene, <laughs> Oregon, where, Rancho Mirage, California. Where is L.A.? I want to see Kevin James. <laughs> oh, Kevin my James God. Kevin James is your Broadway. You'll never figure out how to see him. I'll never figure it out. Oh, my God. I didn't know Kevin James was still doing things. Oh, this yeah. is now a podcast about Kevin James. <laughs> so you don't find him hot? No, I sure don't. Do guys need to be funny for you or just comedians? Just comedian. Well, I mean, if I'm dating you, I want you to be like kind of funny or at least find me funny. Like you can't just like sit around with my friends and have like a dead face on. You know what I mean? You got to be like, ooh, yeah, they're funny. Ha 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 ha. I once went on a date with a guy who we went out with a couple of my friends and he was like, are you guys always the loud table? And I was like, okay. <laughs> Ruh-roh. Yes. Yes, we are. Sorry about it. <laughs> yeah, that can be tough for um, normies, actually. I find um, that's a, that's a common complaint is sort of like, I don't want to be around everyone screaming. And it's like, well, they got to get their riffs Sorry in, baby. Sorry about it. Yeah. We got to get our bits, our little bits, riffs, and well, jokey jokies. If we don't, we die. I have a question. Yeah. When did you say I love you to your partner? When did we? I think it was like two to three months-ish in. Okay. Um, We were in my lofted bed in Greenpoint. And, um, yeah. And he said it first, and then I was like, okay, yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, so you didn't say it back to him? No, I did, I did. But it took us, I was like, huh, I guess I'm, okay, yeah, I love you too. And then we kind of ran with it. That's cute. Nicole, it's, romance is hard. Romance is hard. Romance is really hard, and I don't know how to get into one. I (laughs) went out last night. I did my makeup very minimal because apparently men like minimal makeup. Um, I tried to look, like, fresh and fruity and adorable, and there was no men in there that wanted to talk to me. There was one man drinking a beer, and I, like, saddled up next to him trying to get a drink, and he didn't look up from his phone, and I was like, uh. Okay. Then there was a couple playing Uno, and then there was just like a bunch of other couples, and there was no room for me anywhere. Sam, how do I get someone to love me in a lofted bed? I think you, you, I think it's like this is a, I don't know if this is true, but I'm going to say it. LA, it's like you need to leave LA. You need to like find someone outside of LA. 
Like, Ugh. like when I go to LA, it's the most sexual flop I ever can possibly be. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like some suddenly everyone it's everyone's playing a different game, and it's like uh, you need to be around people that like are sort of like listening to you in like a real way, um, and sort of people that aren't afraid of like, like, like what anything means for their career. Mm. That's my thought. Is that does that ring true in any way? Yeah, I guess I'll list my house and get out of LA. Just where should I move to? Philly. <laughs> Philly? <laughs> Sam, Philly? I don't know. For some reason I'm a Philly stan. I like <laughs> Really? I have no idea why. I've just decided Philly's the spot. Last time I went to Philly, it was pretty tough. I did not enjoy it. Oh, really? What, no. What, what, how so? I don't want to... I feel like if I complain about it, people will come for me. But um, it was just like a little... I, I don't know. I tried to get a Philly cheesesteak. Couldn't find... Like, we couldn't figure out where to get a good one. And then we ended up eating at a PJ Clark's, and it was bad. Our server was... Truly, like, nodding out as he gave us plates of food, um, uh, which is, like, great. I'm glad that you're functioning and you have a job. Um, but it was just, like, a gloomy place. Mm. I think maybe I'm, yeah, I'm, like, too focused on the gay spaces. I, like, again, uh, I like, I love, like, a like a smaller city gay scene is always so interesting yes. to me. And like the way that they have like big gay bars and I like that they have big gay bars that are pretending to be bigger city gay bars, but they're not like they, <laughs> they do what they think New York does, but it's completely wrong. And what that do they I love. do that's wrong in little big gay bars. Okay. Literally like they'll have like shot, like a person walking around with little shots, but they're in like vials like and like <laughs> like neon vials and it'll be like mm -hmm. this is not chic this is not what <laughs> this is not what they happens. do that in la really yeah i was at precinct and they had like little test tube bottles and i was like what oh is this oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and okay. he was like each shot is twenty dollars i was like get away from me that's insane those should be free <laughs> uh, yeah i also think when people have like I feel like a smaller city thing is like having like t-shirt ripping off contest or like the butt <laughs> off or something like that. And it's sort of like to, to, I feel like they're like a little shyer and they need like a little bit more push to like be sexual. Yeah. Josh Sharp and I went to a bar in LA where I think it was a whole contest or a penis contest. <laughs> Where you just go up and they take a picture of it and then they blast it on the screens and everyone cheers for whichever one they like the best. Wow. And a woman entered and everyone booed her. <laughs> 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 and I don't, I don't think I laughed as hard as that. I was like, this poor woman. That is but so they were like, it's funny. a dick contest or a hole. I don't remember. It was dicks or holes. And some poor woman... I think have them take a picture of her pussy and it was flashed on the screen and this poor woman heard boo. <laughs> wow. Oh, She's an icon. God. I can't imagine doing a hole contest out at a bar. Like if someone no? was like putting flash on my hole, I would be a little self-conscious. Yeah, but a flash is going to make it look great. Okay. Then I'm in. Where do I sign up? <laughs> <laughs> I think I could do it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have a problem with my bottom. 
Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I think my huh. bottom part is great. I think my bottom part is mixed. Mixed? Yeah. A titty contest would be too hard for me. Mm. Because some people have like great titties. And I've seen a bunch of my friends' titties and I'm like, oh my God, you have movie titties. I don't have movie titties. I just have little titties. Well, it is LA. They better have movie titties for Christ's sake. Some of my New York friends have movie titties. <laughs> it's what, like, I am constantly surprised, shook, gooped at, like, how good some of my friends' titties are. And it's really upsetting. Well, I, I've been trying to talk to people about their assholes more, um, my, mm-hmm. my gay male friends. It's almost like everyone pretends that it always is good to go and everything's always working. And I'm like, I know for a fact that's not true. Like there are tips and tricks that people are gatekeeping to be completely honest. Interesting. I think we need a little more in the same way we need sex ed. We need like bottom ed and um, I'm like desperate to talk about it. What is something you've discovered that has been gate kept? (laughs) I, I think what is actually gatekept is that it's hard for everyone. Like, mm. like I think what I was surprised to learn, like I kind of thought I was the only one and everyone's like, no, like, like I had a fissure for a month or like, I like tried to do this and it hurt me and, and like, or I What's had this. What's a fissure? It's like a tear in the, the lining of the oh. asshole. Yeah. It happens, happens very easily. Yeah. Yeah. Even going to like, I went to a doctor once because I was like, is something wrong with me? (laughs) And she was like, no, it's like a sensitive area and you just kind of have to like really take it slow. And I was like, huh, well, it seems like everyone else is going buck wild. So something must be wrong with me. I mean, did you ever watch Queer as Folk? Yeah. They just go for it. There's like barely any lube involved. There's never any like, you know, warming somebody up. They're just sticking dicks and butts. And I'm like, I don't think that's correct. I don't think that's correct. And then also, I'm like, what if you had a burrito for lunch or whatever and you are filled? Like, (laughs) (laughs) you got douche a little bit before. There's prep that has to go into it. Yeah, it's so difficult. Yeah, and I also, like, desperately crave being, like, that psychopath that's like, yeah, I can take whatever. Let's go. Let's fucking go. And (laughs) I'm just not – I don't think I'm ever going to be that person, but, um, you know, there's still time. There is still time, and I think it has a lot to do with, like, diet and then um, always being douched and ready, carrying lube with you, pre-lubing your butt before (laughs) – just always having a lubed asshole. I think that might be helpful. Wait, Sam, speaking of lubed assholes, we have to take another break. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that Everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. 
The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Summer, the best time of year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there's another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Sam, we're back. And let's get right back into those lubed assholes. (laughs) I've only done anal once and... I didn't love it or hate it. I was like very indifferent about it. Really? Yeah. Did you find it painful or like whatever? Oh, yes, I did. (laughs) I found it very, very painful. But like after I was in, I was like, okay, that's fine. Um, And then I had another guy try, but like we didn't talk about it. And he was just Mm. like pushing it. And I was like, wait, are you trying to go in my butt? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, no, baby, I have to prep. Do you want me to shit on you? And then that took everyone out of the mood. Oh, no. <laughs> Tee hee hee. It's true. Yeah. my I always like try to like jump in head first, even still. Like I'm like, I really like to be like, okay, let's just pretend. Because when it, the, like the first time I did it, I, it was like, it felt like a miracle. Like it was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, like it worked so well and so easy. And I was like, and I was really, um, I was like, I, this is what I'm going to do forever now. Like I figured it out. And then (laughs) it was just like, and even the next morning I did it again. And I was like, I'm fucking crazy. Like, Oh, here I go. And then, so since then I've been like, huh, what is the issue? And like, not that it doesn't Mm -hmm. happen, but it's like, it always takes more work and it always is like a start and stop. And it's like, Oh, it's so unsexy to start and stop. And to be like, hold on, actually, hold on, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hold on just need um, a minute just, hold, on, hold on just wait for a second um just, oh, just uh sorry just i mean <laughs> i think it's okay to start and stop i think maybe you're just getting older and i don't know does your asshole get tighter as you get older is that a dumb i question? thought the opposite i thought the, i've always been i feel like popular media has told me the opposite but which is unfortunately our only form of sex ed <laughs> you are right <laughs> You are very, very right. Um, but maybe it's like I'll hit 40 and then the, the asshole will just open wide up, you know? It'll just be room for everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So maybe my 30s will be my top era and my 40s will be my bottom era. How does that sound? I mean, switching up era sounds great. I used to think that like I was like a little bit of a top, like a power bottom with like a little top energy. 
And I've since realized there's no top energy to me. <laughs> it is full power bottom. Like, I want you to take me and fucking blow my back out. That's all <laughs> I want. That's all I, and I just want you to like throw me around and tell me what to do. Yes. And I'm just 100%. here to take it. It's a nice oh. feeling. You know, I have a theory that like, that's a performer thing. Like, I think, like, performers really like that. Like... <laughs> you think? I do. I think they like... Because you're, like, being fully adored in, like, this way. And even, like, you're being, like, told... You're, like, able to be good. You're, like, being told what to do. Mm-hmm. And you are, like, achieving it. And Oh, my God. It's, like, getting notes after a scene. It's, like, can you just try it this way? And it's, like... Get on your back. Okay. Like this. <laughs> Raise your hips. Mm-hmm. Like this. I'm so good at this. I'm so good at this. <laughs> I'm the best little fucker out there. I'm going to book. I'm going to book. Um, <laughs> I'm going to fucking book. I'm going to book. I'm booking. I'm booking. <laughs> There's something to it. <sighs> A little bit. Yeah. Huh. I'm really horny right now. And I don't know if it's our conversation or the fact that I haven't had sex in a very long time. You mentioned you went out last night. Do you get hungover horny? Ooh, well, I'm not quite hungover. I had two drinks because I drove there. So I was like, I can't get too shit faced. And I should have taken a lift because parking is terrible where I was. Um, I did lose my car. Um, how? Where do you know where it is now? So <laughs> I do. I did find it last night. So okay. and I wasn't hammered. Like I wasn't drunk. Um, we were walking, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I parked down this way." And I had two friends with me, Gilly and Betsy, who were very kind and didn't make me feel dumb about losing my car. Um, nice. <laughs> and we were walking, and I was like, "I walked." two two blocks this way to get there but these two blocks are weird and then i was like oh i parked on the other side of sunset so then we had a cross sunset and then i very quickly found my car um but i gotta say losing your car is scary (laughs) sam i was like what if i never find it and i never go home then i was like do I just get a lift and like leave my car somewhere? What level of panic did you get to? Were you like, were you at that place where you're like, oh, I might never find it? It wasn't like full blown panic because I had two friends with me, but I was like a little embarrassed. And I kept being like, guys, I'm really sorry I lost my car. And they're like, it's okay, we'll find it. Um, And then we were using the like, your car's parked here on the iPhone. And I was like, but I think it's wrong. And Gilly was like, I honestly don't think it's wrong. I think we should follow that. And I was like, okay. So we followed it for a little bit. And then I was like, ah, yes, I know where I am. Maybe that's why I'm single. I, I go out and I lose my car and men are like, I don't want to deal with that. You know, uh, talking about a good way to find someone uh, toppy, I feel, to be like, oh, I don't even know where my car is. They love to be like, <laughs> babe, let me fix, let me find babe, it for you. Babe, babe I'll, I got I'll find it. it. <laughs> I am dying for a man to call me babe. Babe. And I don't you, know, like in a big, dumb voice. Of course, like, Kevin babe. James. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> I do not want Kevin James to call me babe. He's still up on my computer and he is honestly though okay he's bald now with a beard and that's kind of doing it for me really 
So that is interesting. Yeah, this bald beard look is actually for me. Wow. Okay. Um, oh, okay. I prefer him with hair. <laughs> oh, you do? Yeah. I like the classic Kevin James. Well, I think that era is gone. I think classic <laughs> Kevin James is out. Bald-headed, bearded Kevin James, who won't do a show in L.A., is in. Okay, I need to embrace the present and learn to love bald-headed, um, bearded. Okay, who's another bear that you think is hot? Oh, um, okay. Well, duh. This Everyone thinks, like, James Gandolfini is extremely hot, but he's like, I can't watch Sopranos without being deeply turned on. I think <laughs> um, I'm watching Seinfeld and George Costanza's really turning me on. Oh. Yeah. He's hot. It's crazy, actually. Um. <laughs> okay, what about Jack Black? He's hot, yeah. Okay, what about Winston Duke? Wait, who's Winston Duke? He was in Black Panther. He plays one of the snow people. <laughs> <laughs> they, he came from the snow Oh, my park. God. He's, like, muscly. Yeah, he's hot. Oh, my God. Okay, David Harbour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brian Tyree Henry. Oh, he's oh, so cute he's to me. He's so hot. I want him so bad. Oh, so, so <laughs> cute. Nick Offerman. Oh, 100%. Uh, duh. Okay. <laughs> I just, I've put. <laughs> you just searched famous bears? <laughs> I did. <laughs> and I hit um, 10 hot bear celebrities. <laughs> okay. Here's another list of bears that we're going to go through. Oh, my through. God. The thing is, I feel like I'm just going to say yes to all of them. I, I just simply yeah, but you like might, bears. You might say no, James Corden. <sighs> Politically, I can't get behind it. <laughs> okay. George George Garcia. <laughs> Wait. He was on Lost. George? I never watched Lost. Me either. Okay. John Gabris. Yeah, 100%. He's a cutie. He's such a cutie. <laughs> It's crazy. Those little Speedos? Are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, this has so many people that I'm not sure who they are. Okay, John Goodman? Yeah. Those young pictures of John Goodman are really hot. Oh, Jonah Hill? Uh, no, actually. He's weird. He weirds me out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no! Can I say that? <laughs> you can say that. I personally think he's really cute. Okay, Kevin Smith. Wait, which one's he? Kevin Smith. He he did Clerks. He's Silent Bob. No, oh, he's Jay. No, he's a no for me. <laughs> Brendan Gleeson. This is fun. <laughs> he's a yes. He's a yes for me, actually. Right? Brendan Gleeson is so fucking hot. Yeah, I love okay, him. Okay, John Favreau. Oh, hard yes. Okay, Paul Walter Hauser. Oh, yeah. He's such a cutie. <laughs> I love this. Um, what's his name? Okay, Jeff Garland. Honestly, unfortunately, it's going to be a yes. Wow, <laughs> I'm obsessed with this. Okay, I need to find more black bears, which sounds insane. <laughs> But I want to find more African-American bears. That sounds even crazier. <laughs> Let's um, see. Bears? This is... Uh, I'm. What? I'm refusing to Google. I'm refusing to I Google. I mean, it is pretty... Jason Momoa is not a bear. No. He's muscly. He's like muscly as hell. He's, yeah. 
Wait, that's so wild. People. Well, anyway. I got to say, my gripe, this is a complaining podcast, right? My gripe is I feel straight people love to like use gay terms really, really loosely. Like they love (laughs) to be like, oh, that's a bear. Oh, that's a twink. And it's like, there's nuance to Mm -hmm. these things. It's not just like (laughs) he is a guy. It's not like one or the other. (laughs) It's like there's there's words have meaning. A bear has a body type (laughs) like a bear. Yeah. Chubby in the middle, little legs, little arms. A bear. (laughs) Then you got your otters. They're uh, skinny bears. You got your twinks. Mm-hmm. Your little hairless youths. Uh, you got your you muscle got your queens. Uh, muscly twunks. Wait, what's a twunk? <laughs> twunk is like a twink that's starting to get muscly. Very funny. A twunk. Wait, what <laughs> other what other words are there? Tell me. Well, you know, there's like a wolf, which is like sort of a gray haired, like muscly bear. Okay. Um, polar bear is like just a gray big bear. Uh huh. I mean, that's all I can think of off the top of my head. That's all I can really think of. Yeah. But wolf is a new one. A wolf I didn't know. Wolf is a type. Polar bears. That's fun. That's like a Santa Claus. It, well, and the, they could just call it Santa Claus. You know they what I could. mean? Yeah. Just hey Santa. Mm. Yeah. Why make it difficult? Just call it Santa. <laughs> Give me some coal, daddy. I've been bad. Okay, Sam, <laughs> what advice do you have for me to like capture a man or a uh, person? Listen, all, all the doors are open. All are welcome. I mean, I already told you to leave LA. Oh, I guess I'll be in Denver soon. So I guess maybe I'll find someone in Denver. Denver could be fun. I hope you like being outdoorsy. Um No. Here's the thing about Denver. The first time I went there, I was like, I want to walk in traffic and die. And then I Googled it and I said, do people want to walk in traffic and die here? I had altitude sickness. It makes you kind of sad. And it also makes you like dizzy and you have to like sit down and then drink a bunch of water. Oh, wow. So now that I know this, I'm, I'm going to bring lots of water or buy water and sit down a lot. Well, I think... I think maybe you need to get in your like rom-com era. I think losing the car okay. is a great step. I think getting dizzy in Denver is an amazing step. I think okay. anything where you're like a damsel in distress will like, you know, just chemically sort of attract um uh, sort of your your trad um your traditional uh gender role men at least. And heck, maybe even some butcher women. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. I love this. I'm a damsel in distress. Um, although classically fat women are never in distress. We're always in mm. control and we never need help with our luggage. So but I'm going to try. I'm going to really try. Okay, Sam, we've come to the end. I ask almost all of my guests this, but sometimes I forget because I'm a dizzy fucking bitch. But would you date me? <laughs> Nicole, I wish I could, but I can't. I live in New York and I'm so committed to my lover right now. Like, like I wish I could so much. And like, I, I was going to leave him on this podcast. Like I was really close oh and like, he just like banged in the door and he like yelled at me and he said, if you fall in love with her, like it's over. And I was like, but we're open. And he was like, not oh anymore, God. bitch. He actually just closed the relationship and it's like oh such God. bad timing. And like, I'm really sorry. Oh my God. This is devastating. Well, it was truly a treat to have you. Thanks for having me. What a delight. Even though you won't date me, you're a real dream. 
So is there anything you want to promote? Um, listen to my podcast, Tradio Lab. It comes out every single Tuesday, and we unpack elements of straight culture. And we're doing a live show on June 15th at the Bell House in Brooklyn. Bell House is fun. Wait, what's the wildest straight thing that you've deconstructed? I liked um, when we did like trust issues. I found that to be mm. a really insightful one. Talking about jackasses was a fun one. I, literally all of them are pretty juicy, I would say. Straight people are interesting. There's a lot there. Um, if, <laughs> if you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me? You can like it, you can rate it, you can subscribe on like iTunes or Apple Podcasts or wherever the fuck they're at. And if you write me something nasty, juicy, hitting on me that doesn't have to be long, you can write it to Why Won't You Date Me podcast at gmail.com. Do not send pictures of your dick because Mars looks at it and she don't want to see that. She also doesn't want to see your holes or your pussy. Um, I'm horny. I might want to see it, but but don't send it there because she's looking at it, not me. I'm horny. This says, hi, Nicole. I listened to your episode with Dan Black. I'm angry that you can't fish me with that episode, so I want to punish you. First, I'll take you to a hiking trail and force you to hike a very tall mountain. That's very mean. Afterwards, you'll be hungry from the exercise, so I'll take you home, tie you down, and force feed you all kinds of soup. This is so mean. While you're in front of the TV, oh, and all the Star Wars movies play back-to-back. This is the meanest thing someone's ever written. Speaking of soup, while I'm at it, I'll stuff your pussy with clam chowder. Why? For dessert, I'll force feed you the worst tasting cake from Nailed It. You think your punishment will be over, but no. You're going to want to pole dance after. But little did you know, I came all over the pole and it dried up. So your hands will have to wrap around the crusty texture. You'll be lying on the floor while I yell, Nailed It, and throw a piece of Lane Bryant apparel at your face and walk out the door. Rude. Very Quiet. rude and also very specific to me. Sam, that's it. Bye-bye. Bye. That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by, oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> This has been a Team Coco production. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.